Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. And round two of the NRL got underway last night with the Panthers getting a close win over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But unfortunately, we had an issue off the field with an alleged racial slur directed at Latrell Mitchell. Jason Demetrio had some strong views. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Friday. Uh, the, the sporting weekend's already started. This is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, broadcasting from the studios of SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, but across the central coast, Illawarra, Griffith, Canberra, uh, through Queensland, 693 AM in Brisbane, the Gold Coast, regional Queensland, the SEN track network, wherever you're listening on the SEN app. It is great to have your company, as I said. You've got to leave past. You, look, do you have to go to work today? Seriously? Cricket's on again. Basketball tonight. More rugby league. Rugby union. Waratahs in action tonight. There is so much to cover. Boxing on the weekend. Supercars in Newcastle. Brandy, where do you want to go? I mean, aren't we the luckiest blokes in the world that we get to sit here for three hours and just talk sport? And there is so much of it. Andrew, we are pretty fortunate, aren't we? That's uh, There's no, no doubt about that. Uh, I'm... I'm I'm looking forward to the footy tonight. Like, I, th- I think they're two great games, the Eels and the Sharks, the Broncos and the Cowboys, and I think you can go back to those great years where the Cowboys and the Broncos, after the Broncos beat Penrith down there last week, I, I think it'll be one of the one of the Bronco-Cowboy classic games that we had okay. in the, the grand final in 2015, rolled into round four 2016, into the finals 2016, Early doors, 2017. They're all golden point games or extra golden time point. games. Four games in a row. I think we'll get SCN. something like that from the Queenslanders. SEN will have the call of Parramatta v uh, Cronulla tonight. And then you can listen on the app, continue to listen on the app to the cricket, basketball on tonight. It's huge Fox League with coverage, exclusive coverage uh, of the uh, Parramatta and Cronulla game. Now, last night, the round kicking off at uh, Penrith. And there is drama. Before we talk about the win, uh, Penrith getting up 16-10. Rabideau's sort of getting a, a second win very late to uh, close the margin. A fan was ejected from the match after allegedly racially abusing Latrell Mitchell as he left the field at halftime. You really thought we'd moved on from this, that, we were, that we're better than this. Police are reviewing footage and the Panthers are working with the NRL to investigate further. Probably... Probably the best comments to play this morning would be that of South Sydney coach Jason Demetrio, who was uh, pretty strong on the issue after the game last night. I was trying to claim it happened. It's not the first time we've come here as a club and our players have been racially abused. Like, where does it end? It's just not on. Now, I shouldn't have to be able to come here as a coach and lead a team of players in here to be racially abused. It's not what our, part, our game's about, and we have to stamp it out completely. NRL clubs, I have to get rid of it. I'm, I'm life bans. Anyone wants to make racial abuse, and get, get them out of the game. We don't want their support. It's got to end. He's sick of it. Like, why, why wouldn't he be? Well, he should be able to come here as a star of our game and not be racially abused. Who cares what colour he is? It's just not on. I don't understand how that happens in our, in our day and age. I, just can't, I can't get my head around how a young kid thinks that that's a, a, the language to be using. 
care what jersey he's wearing. And I'll get him out of our game. Jason Demetrio, very passionate last night. Um, and, and yeah, I mean... I mean, what what else can you say? I mean, he's Jason has summed it up. How life bands work. I mean, it, to me, it's more than that. I, I I don't know. Like I'm talking about the actual how how that would work. Do you name? Do you shame? I mean, it's probably need Lee Hadji Pentelis if it, if it was confirmed, um, and and Jason saying, look, it's not a claim. It happened. Then how does the life ban work? I mean, does that mean that at every ground? This person's face and name is there. Like, who, who's going to pull them up? Like, I know yeah, it I sounds know. it sounds I, dramatic. Does it work? Does a life band work? I don't know. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm sure. We, well, I know that we've had instances um, very similar to this, Vossi. So, if if it's proven that what thought was said was said, yes, life band. But I, I don't know how a life band works. How, how do they? How do they? Know, how do they know this person's not getting the grounds around Sydney? While Devil. if if and I don't know what support. Obviously, a Penrith supporter was he a was he a member? Was he a ticket holder? Um, I don't know much about the details. So uh, they'll investigate, and if it's proven, well, certainly won't be getting into um, Bluebet Stadium again. Well, what, but what would what should the punishment be? I mean. Um... It's it's so distasteful. It's it's just it, it, as I said. You'd, you'd like to think. Look, I've always been simplistic on the view, and I go right back to one of my sons, Matthew, um, loved his rugby league early, and you know he, he loved watching Matt Bowen play and Jonathan Thurston, but he didn't care what colour they were. He just wanted to know: Are they eligible for New South Wales or Queensland? <laughs> you know, that was the simplistic view of a little boy, and I've always sort of adopted that that. If the, the NRL had a slogan, I only see the colour of their jersey, I think that should be the catch cry for anyone going along to the game. Now, I want to take a little further. Last night, Latrell Mitchell was booed every time he was involved in the game. But but was that fair cop last night? Well, probably was, in light of the windscreen comment. He, he came to the game as the bad guy, if you will, Brandy. But mm. does that mean Latrell Mitchell would be booed Next time they play Penrith, the game after that, the game after that, it probably will be Brandy. Will that be, will that be crossing the line? I think you, we've probably got to address it. Will that be crossing the line? Well, I, I don't know. Would, would he be booed like the next? Like he won't play at Penrith until next year. Yeah. Will he be booed next year, I, or is it water under the bridge after his windshield comment? Like I, I would think, New Year. Um. Different feeling, I, I, but I can't answer that, Bossy. I, I don't know no. what, you know. I don't know what the crowd, you know, what they think and what you know how they treat individuals. Um, so, yeah, look, entirely it, different it, level, yeah, of course. We'll, what was we'll directed just, at him at half time? They're two. They're two different things. I mean, it just. It just they are two place. different things. Yeah, they are two different things. And, and Latrell doesn't mind saying things in the media, and he doesn't mind painting himself as the villain, um, but. You, you don't step over that line. Yeah. And I'd like to think that the, you know, the ground was buzzing last night. It was a great night for a Thursday night crowd um, and, and game. Penrith's performance outstanding the way they, they picked it up. On, um, on Latrell Mitchell's game, I, I, I make this for you. You are the rugby league expert here, Brandy. But at the end of the game, I looked at the stats and, and Latrell came alive late in the game. He's had 10 runs. He's had six tackle busts, three offloads. I reckon if... 
Jason Dimitri broke the game down last night and said, well, if Latrell had five more involvements, we score at least one more try, if not two. Latrell Mitchell, you know, to me, it, it was, I, I was waxing lyrical in commentary about his involvement late. But it was also frustrating from a fan's point of view that he just didn't seem to be clocked on um, for a good 60 minutes of the game. Is that being unfair? I mean, he just, I'm he sure, was just I'm, in lope mode. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he's Latrell isn't that isn't that play. He's not he's, he's not Dylan Edwards, and Dylan Edwards was involved in everything. Dylan Edwards works hard to get the team out of trouble. Latrell, that's not part of Latrell's game. Latrell's very selective, but I'm sure if you asked every Penrith supporter, they would have been very happy that he was quite early on, and because when he did get involved late in the game. He almost got South out of trouble. He almost won the game for South Sydney. Yes, uh, with with those four or five touches that were that were just Latrell brilliance. So yes, Latrell's selective, and I'm sure South Sydney would like to see him involved a little more during the game and not not be so quiet for, because he was in the the opening forty minutes. Uh, there was very little Latrell. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and as I said, if you just did it by the numbers, almost like a man you looked at it, you know, with a maths head and said, right, he's had ten involvements. He's you know this this leads to that. Can I get five more touches? Can I get him five more times in the game? That will convert uh, to points on the Penrith performance. Brandy uh, obviously relieved today, but also uh, very happy to see the, the manner in which they attacked it. I mean, it was it was almost out of semi-finals playbook. I thought the way Penrith started the game, the speed of the game, the opportunities they took out of dummy half. Players like Sandy Luke I thought was fantastic. The Mitch Kenny was good to start the game last night. And the front rowers, Liotta, Fisher-Harris, there was a lot of, as I said, big match players um, played bigger games than the big match players for South Sydney. It was my breakdown of Penrith v South last night. Yeah, they they, they had more ball than South Sydney, Vossi, and they, and they controlled the game quite well. I, I, I agree with you. The way that they... The commitment that they showed early in the game and the speed that they played, uh, it, it made it a tough night for South Sydney. And South defended well and kept them to, I think, fewer tries than what I thought the possession um, showed. And I, 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 as a Penrith fan, I was, I was a bit worried that they hadn't scored more tries and Souths were still in the game, which was proven right at the end of it you know, with the kick into the corner and... Um, Dylan Edwards saving the situation for Penrith, but that's how close it got. But it was a very dominant 60 minutes from the Panthers. Well, you can have your say on that impressions of last night. What what do we do uh, in this case of uh, racial abuse at halftime of last night's game? If you've got some thoughts, uh, spread them here uh, through the Motorola open line. Hello, Motto, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Check out the latest smartphones from Motorola.com.au. You can also get us on the Edgewater Homes text, uh, 0457736736. Edgewater Completed Homes now selling in Catherine Park Estate. Their website, edgewaterhomes.com.au. Other rugby league headlines today. Ben Eichen has quit his role on the Broncos Recruitment and Retention Committee. Hard to read into What's going on there? Uh, Peter Volandis has declared the independent doctor is here to stay, hitting back at criticism from Gus, telling the Telegraph we won't be at all swayed by anyone with a view that is not medical. 
And the Herald reporting the collective bargaining talks could drag on for weeks due to the issue of the transfer system. Several club bosses have reportedly asked for clarity about how and when players can move clubs before a deal is finally signed off. And Michelle Bishop will have more on that story a little later. Now, onto the cricket, Brandy. Usman Khawaja, all hail Usman. You see, you're not mm. one of the best, because at 36 years of age, Usman Khawaja is a veteran. Would he be, would he be one, the, the number one veteran in Australian sport at the moment? I'm going to toss that out there this morning. Come up with a list of those that you would categorise as veterans in sport, male and female, who are the best performed right at the moment uh, uh, mm. across the board. Khawaja uh, well, is exceptional. It, yeah, that was, it was a great knock, Voss. You know, I watched a lot of the cricket up up until the time the footy came on last night. Then I flicked over to to catch the last half hour of of the cricket. Kawaja's innings was uh, fantastic, which is what he's done for Australia since he's been back in the side. Um, one hundred and four not out. Cameron Green forty nine not out. Four for two fifty five. They said the pitch was definitely the best batting pitch that they've had. Um, and we needed to score plenty of runs, and the experts said that. They said, well, there's, both sides will score big first innings totals, and then uh, we think the pitch will break up. We've gone in with three spinners again, um, but uh, Us- Usman was, yeah, magnificent. Magnificent. Went right down, um, right down uh, to the last over on uh, SEN with coverage, Brandy, and if you have the SEN app, you can listen to the cricket. Uh, this was Daniel Norcross on SEN calling Usman reaching the three figures. Shami runs in to Usman Kwaja and Kwaja clips it away and there it is! He reaches his 14th century for Australia with a perfectly struck boundary. A language shot as befits a fantastic performance from a truly brilliant cricketer. Ever since he's moved to the top of the order, while Australia have found a superstar opener, he raises his bat. He is in delight. He's been hugged by Cameron Green. He's batted all day. He's got there from his 246th ball in the very last over of the day, and he's got there in the style that he's batted all day, really. Just clipping the full ball with the most languid of ease out to the boundary. At 30, again, at 36, is he the best, as I say, veteran in Australian sport that we have? I mean, the oldest player in rugby league now is only 34, James Tarmo. He's 34. We don't have a, like a gal playing on at 38. I mean, we had James Roby here with a World Club Challenge. He's 38. We don't have someone like that. And I'm trying to think of rugby union, AFL, um, football in this country. Uh, Kawasha. I don't know if it's being disrespectful, calling him a veteran, but but that's the truth of the matter. 36. 36. He's a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. You're closer he's to the finish than the start. Well, he's, he's, not the, he's not the best veteran playing cricket, Vossie, of course. Um, mm. Well, not Australian. James Anderson. James, James Anderson's yeah. the best veteran running around the cricket field at the moment. But there's uh, there's something for you uh, to comment on. Best veterans, best Australian sporting veterans currently. Get on the Motorola open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or chuck us a text. I've got basketball tonight, Kings and Breakers game three of the championship series. That is going to be a huge crowd. Uh, Waratahs. Uh, taking on the Rebels in Melbourne tonight. Been a bit of argy-bargy off the field, to and throw. And, and what about the baseball news um, being covered? Before the break, Australia's had a stunning 8-7 victory over the world number four South Korea in their World Baseball Classic opener in Japan. You beauty. I'm hopping on the Australian baseball bus. 
You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph joined us to give us all the latest NRL headlines. And now on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. I was, I was waiting. You, journal, I was waiting for you to yeah. clap. Well, well uh, David's morning, Dave. writing down notes there. He's writing down notes. He's going to use that step fan pass kick. That'll get the game to America. Bulldogs won't be playing in America anytime soon because they don't understand their kicking game. They don't know how to build a game. That's what I took out of the call. It was obvious. Dave, are you there? Good morning, Brandy and Rossi. Hello. We've been talking with Troll Mitchell. Um, Dave, what's your thoughts on on everything? Oh, look, if I'm a South Sydney fan, I'm pretty proud this morning uh, after watching and listening to my head coach's press conference post-match. I thought... Jason Demetrio was absolutely outstanding in, re- in relation to addressing the issue. Uh, having covered the game for many years now, uh, often in these situations, coaches and administration don't want to say a thing, uh, head down the path of a simple line that, that's currently under investigation and will leave it to the investigation. Well, Jason didn't do that. Jason spoke from the heart, both as a head coach and a father, about how his absolute disdain for this type of behaviour um, and the fact that uh, he will support Latrell Mitchell and the South Sydney Club will support Latrell Mitchell in taking this all the way. I was interested to hear, I think it was Pedro, the rooster, that mentioned, I don't know what more, what can be done. I don't know what can be done. What can we do? Well, what we can't do is stay quiet on it. And the next caller that came up suggested that Alex Johnson was suffering the same abuse at a game. Well, I would encourage any other player to continue to step forward because without societal awareness and bringing it to the surface and, 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 and shaming these individuals that continue to go down this path with abusive behaviour, we won't change. And, and I, think it's, I think it's absolutely critical that Jason Demetrio was so expansive and so passionate about stamping out of the game that, that, that will only aid the discussion today. But what's the punishment? Um, like, see, I don't even know whether legally you are allowed to name and shame. Like, if you well, well, well not you know, if you pick up an image of the person. Well, that's right. What what do you do? So, if it, yeah, okay, let's let's hypothetically say it's a teenager. They have video. They have audio. Then, then what actually happens? What what does happen? We talk about it, well, that, but yeah, yeah. Well, well again, I, I has to. It has to come. Vossi, we just can't pretend, uh, just just keep it quiet and, and pretend that we can't do anything. I think discussing mm. issues raises it to the surface to the point where it is a shameful act and hopefully going forward into the future we'll eventually get there and minimise it and that parents, parents uh, through the next generation will, will, will educate their children that it's not on. That's the only way. Uh, look, a life ban... Is, is the path that the NRL will attempt to go down. Uh, mm. I'm with you. That's pretty difficult, the way to get into stadiums these days. But I'm looking at the bigger picture and hopefully uh, using it as a societal issue to, to raising further awareness that it's just not on. Uh, the Tigers take on the Knights Sunday at Leichhardt Oval. Will Appy start? Huge game, Brandy. Uh, you know, on the back of so much excitement around the West Tigers last weekend, at home, 
Leichhardt Oval against the Titans, and and they just weren't there. They didn't they didn't turn up to the races, and we we now go back to back games at Leichhardt for the West Tigers, and we know how much that spiritual home means to to the club and to fans, and they need to have a better performance now. For that to begin, Appy Coruscant has to start in my mind. Uh, he spoke to the press yesterday and confirmed that he all intentions are that he will start. He explained that it was due to a calf complaint that he came from the interchange bench last weekend, but certainly in preparation for this game, he's A-OK. But, guys, I, I don't know how you feel, but this is this is a crucial game. Also, too, for the Newcastle Knights, uh, for obvious reasons, that they uh, missed the kick as well last week uh, in round one against the Warriors. Uh, now, tonight's, well, we've got a couple of blockbusters. Uh, kicking off with the Eels mm. and the Sharks at six. Um, you got some late mail? Yeah, look, as far as both Parramatta and the Cronulla Sharks are concerned, I'm expecting no late changes here. Oh, we know that Wade Graham's out of the Sharks lineup, suspended for the next four weeks. Royce Hunt will play his first game of the season from the interchange bench for the Sharks, and Connor Tracy's also been named on the bench for the Sharks. Uh, Parramatta real Sean Russell comes onto that wing for Isaac Lumi Lumi, who played on the wing last week. Uh, I, I don't know where to go with this one, guys. I think two desperate clubs, two teams that I believe majority of uh, commentators and fans would expect it would be there at the business end of the season. A lot to play for, both being 0-1. I'm leaning slightly towards Cronulla. Um, uh, just on, on their edge, their edges, guys, their, their centres, both Talakai and Ramian, and then two Gordon and Britton Nakora in their back row, just offering a little bit more out wide than what Parramatta are, given their injuries at this point in time. Well, I don't think you're on your own, Dave, there where you, you don't know which way to go. It's a tough game to, to pick a winner. Um, yep. Bossy's gone Sharks, I think. I've gone the Eels. So um, it's a 50-50 yep. split, I reckon, if you if you had a look at... And like, like tonight's later game, Broncos-Cowboys, hard one again. Second game. Tip. That's a beauty, yeah. Yeah. Absolute beauty. I'm looking forward to the Ford Pack battle there. Uh, some, you know, it's all virtually a Queensland state of origin uh, clash mm. as far as both packs are concerned. So that'll be a beauty as well. Good stuff, David. We can follow through the Telegraph. Any uh, developing news around what happened at uh, Penrith last night? Obviously, we'll be on the Telegraph uh, website tonight. But you, you summed it up well when you, you spoke about uh, Jason Demetrio. We'll play that grab a little later on for listeners who may have missed it. Um, but, David, have a great day and a great weekend and look forward to your piece in the Sunday Telegraph or pieces in the Sunday Telegraph this weekend. Thank you, boys. Go well. See, see you, Dave. Uh, you're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. The Tim Zhu fight is coming up on Sunday and we spoke with boxing commentator Ben Damon to preview the big fight. Just uh, on the, the weekend of sport, you know, like we've barely touched on what is happening Sunday uh, beside the fact that SEN... We'll be broadcasting the supercars for the first time from Newcastle. But Tim's you against Tony Harrison. And it's right here in Sydney. I mean, it's, it's, it's an enormous fight. Uh, and I'm hoping that our next guest, main event commentator Ben Damon, can, can, can come up with a number for us, the number of eyes that will be watching this from around the world. I mean, how big is the audience for this fight, let alone here in Australia, but, but elsewhere around the world? It's a big deal. And there's plenty tipping Tony Harrison that Tony Harrison will knock over uh, Tim's use. So it's, it could be 
absolutely massive confrontation. Ben Damon is the boxing expert in the country. He is the go-to man, main event commentator, and he's on the line right now. Ben, you would be excited like all uh, boxing fans are about Sunday. Yeah, definitely, Vossi. It's um, it's huge for, for boxing fans in this country. And uh, you mentioned the eyeballs around the world. Oh, I don't know. We can put it in the uh, hundreds of millions. It's a, it's a big sport with... Uh, a lot of reach through uh, a lot of uh, pretty populous areas. So uh, these big events like this, not only right through the United States uh, where it's live on Showtime, but but right through uh, you know the Philippines would be taking it, and uh, and 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 many other big countries uh, as well. So it's a it's an event that'll draw a great deal of interest because Tony Harrison's a big player globally. He's an American who's won a a, a world title formerly, and uh, Tim Zhu has a a very famous surname, and he's uh, starting to become a, a big name himself because uh, he's really the fighter on the rise in this fight. He's uh, a very exciting fighter globally, and now we get to see just how good he is because he's in there with someone who we know is very, very good. Yeah, is this his toughest fight uh, so far yet? And and what does what does the result mean for for Tim Sue Ben? Does if he wins, um, where to from there? And if he loses, what what does that do? Oh, yeah, this is his toughest fight. Uh, Tony Harrison is a proper fighter. He's the only man ever to beat Jamel Charlo. So you'll remember that Zhu was meant to fight against Charlo for all of the belts in January, but Charlo busted his hand. So he said, oh, I won't wait around for him to repair. I'll uh, fight the next best thing. And the uh, only man ever to beat him, just to, to prove that he deserves to be where he is and to give himself an even better chance of beating Charlo if and when they do meet. But... It's a huge risk because if he loses this fight, he loses that opportunity. That all goes away. He starts at the bottom again. So um, he's doing something that if he is to lose, people will look back on and say, well, that was a bit silly, Tim. But uh, if he is to win, they'll go, oh, well, he's uh, well-placed now to become the undisputed world champion in that division. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a very, very risky fight, but a lot on the line. And that's why there's so much interest uh, through the US in, in what's going on. They're, they're enjoying the journey and the rise of Tim Zhu, but uh, everyone knows that this is a really, really stern test and there's so much on the line for him. Uh, boxing expert Ben Damon, also a very poor poker player on the line here on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Just thought I'd throw that in, Ben, from back in the day. Um, been waiting to say that for years, actually. Look, um, Sean Porter, American commentator, says not only is he tipping Harrison, he believes he can knock out Zhu. Now, that's an American commentator talking about the chances of Tony Harrison. Would you be d- prepared to say, Ben, that Tim Zhu can knock out Tony Harrison? Yeah, of course he can. Um, he, he can and he intends to do that. Uh, but Tony Harrison can knock out Tim Zhu as well. That's the beauty of the fight. Because Sean Porter, uh, he had a chat with me yesterday at our open workouts. Um, he's a, a legendary character in global boxing who's come out just for this fight. Um, he thinks that that is a legitimate chance. People are sort of saying that it's either Tony Harrison outboxes Tim Zhu or Tim Zhu shows that power and does stop uh, Tony Harrison. But he said, no, no, it can also go the other way, whereas Harrison can uh, show his power and knock out uh, knock out Zhu. So, yeah, it's one of those fights where people have all sorts of opinions and anything can happen, but that's why they fight the fights and that's why they play the poker to see who wins and, and who still might owe someone else a little bit of money perhaps. All right, one last one, Ben, just for people, and you can get it through uh, main event, but the what's the most likely uh, start time for these two to step into the ring on Sunday? 
Well, the broadcast will start at 10 a.m. Uh, that's on Fox Sports and KO. Then on midday, we go over to main event pay-per-view. Uh, five fights in total over there. Um, and the main fight should be around 3 p.m., but you want to be in position a little bit earlier than that because of yeah. the uh, the theatrics of the big walkouts and, and all that sort of thing uh, with Tim Zoo and Tony Harrison heading to the ring in front of a packed Kudos Bank Arena uh, all live on main event, which you can access via Foxtel or KO. Um, yeah, really exciting day of boxing on Sunday, and it'll be uh, beamed live, obviously, into the US. That's the the reason for the for the earlier start time for us. But uh, yeah, nice lunchtime at the fights. A big uh, weekend of sport, and uh, it doesn't get any bigger than a, a world title fight right here in Sydney with our own Tim Zoo. And may I say on behalf of sports fans, Ben, what a great job you've done uh, promoting the sport of boxing in this country, mate. You're an outstanding um, analyst and expert and a, and a great promoter of the sport, mate. And thank you for coming on the program. But I stand by it. Poor poker player. Back in the day when we had the poker <laughs> tournaments. The first man out would get nicknamed Bar- Barbecue Bob. And all I'm going to say is that in Texas Hold'em Poker, Ben was very good on cooking sausages. He was always, you know, he, was, he had nothing. Nothing. I don't you know. know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, uh, to be honest. Yeah, well, but, uh, yeah, well you can yeah, bring Brian if you want. He can, he can take things a little bit too far. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. There he is, Barbecue <laughs> Bob, main event commentator, Ben Damon, on, you, Benny. on uh, Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Enjoy Sunday, Thank I'm so sure much, you will. You'll have I appreciate a, it, a, and a, appreciate your, your kind words, uh, Vossie. Thank you so much for, for all you've done for me over the years, mate. I, I do no, appreciate he's, he's, it. He's a good man, and um, he, you know, well, I, th- I think we're better for it. If you follow boxing and you listen to Ben, and as I said, he's always there promoting the sport. He knows the competitors. He's well researched, um, and Ben Damon will be in the box seat for uh, for Sunday. You're listening to the best of Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. The West Tigers are back in action at Leichhardt Oval against the Knights on Sunday, and we were joined by Star Signing Isaiah Papali'i to talk about the preparation heading into the match. We asked him when we will see John Bateman in the Tigers jersey for the first time. Now, on uh, Sunday, another chance to get to uh, the eighth wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval. The Tigers, yes, it was a disappointment opening day against the Titans, um, but I don't think that's giving due credit to the Titans. They were so tenacious. But this Sunday, it's two desperate teams, Tigers and the Newcastle Knights. We are told Happy Coruscant will be starting for the Tigers. A man that I've already said... I believe can be the signing of the year. He's on the line right now. He is the former Parramatta back rower, Isaiah Papali'i, who is now in the back row for the Tigers, and he's been good enough to join us on the program this morning. Welcome to the program. Cheers. I'll see you morning. How are you going? Yeah, no, really well, and, and we do appreciate your time on um, this uh, this Friday morning. I would think a a footy side more determined than ever, given what happened last Sunday, to be fair, it was disappointing for Tigers fans after such a positive off-season. You know you can do better. I guess you will do better. Yeah, um, I guess that was getting the cobwebs out. You could clearly see um, we, we had opportunities and we didn't take it and Titans were, um, like you said, clinical and they took their chances. So I'm happy we get to do it again at Leichhardt and I'm looking forward to the Sunday after. And was that the wash-up of it, uh, Isaiah? When when you when you looked at the game against the Titans with with the coaching staff, was it just about missing those opportunities? Because you you beat them everywhere. You beat you beat them in just about every stat. Um, more line breaks, more offloads. Uh, your defence was better than theirs. Yet you still went down. Was it just the 
not grabbing the chances? I, I suppose you did have a lot of ball early in the game. Yeah, I think we, I guess, yeah, they just, I think they had limited opportunities and those those limited opportunities turned to tries for them and um, obviously we didn't, um, yeah, just turn our um, pressure and position into points. So, yeah, it's kind of guttering that um, we couldn't come away with the win, but uh, there's plenty of footy to come. So, I guess we we reviewed and um, just looking to uh, improve where we need to for this week. Can you tell us how it's working at the Tigers? Um, not just for Tigers fans of interest, I think all league fans would be interested to know. So who, who's had more to say this week? We we observed last week Benji sitting up in the front row of the coach's box and Tim's mm. behind, but but during the week, is it is it a 50-50 involvement? Is is one saying more than the other? How is it working at the Tigers? Um, so we have Fernsey, our defensive coach, and then um, Farrow, he runs the middles, uh, attack and defence and then um, Benji's got us edgies and um, kind of our good ball attack so I think they they run those areas of our game and then um, Shinzi kind of has the last say and just I guess he's a bit of an overseer to, to all the coaches in the end. Uh, you played in a good pack at the Eels Isaiah, how do you rate the pack that you've got at the Tigers? Certainly looks good on paper. Mm. Yeah, we have a yeah awesome pack with some big boys up front and um, they're yeah, just hard workers and then I guess they lay the platform and um, we just get to play at the back of them. So I really enjoyed playing with them on the weekend. Um, it got got me plenty of ball, which was, which was fun. And then um, the way they defended even though the scoreboard doesn't reflect that, I thought they did awesome keeping uh, the Titans in their own half for most of the game. As a Papali, a special guest, Tigers back rower. Um, Tigers playing the Knights on Sunday at Leichhardt Oval. Let's hope for good weather and uh, another sunny Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt. As I now as one of the more experienced players in the game, you've, you've come on in leaps and bounds the last couple of seasons. Um, I, I feel as if you could answer this one. Just we've had this uh, this uh, racism incident last night at the uh, at the Panthers game where Latrell Mitchell uh, was uh, sledged by a fan. I, I would think I'd be right in saying the players are united, you among them, um, that it is time to stand up to call these these people out. If yeah, it's just an it's just an absolute no go. Yeah, um, there's no place for racism anywhere in the world, and I think um, especially when one of our players. Um, as a victim of it, we we all stand behind them and show our support. And yeah, I think um, I back Latrell, and and even though he's an opposition team, um, we all play as a man and just human. So I think yeah, there's no place for it here. Yeah, well said. Uh, now, how's the Englishman going, John Bateman? Um, <laughs> question. Not here we not, go. Well, well. <laughs> Is he close to playing? Do you think he'll be on the field next week, Isaiah? Yeah, he's very close to playing. He's, I think he's just been putting in the hard yards like um, since he came later. He's had to build a foundation so that I think in the long term, by the end of the season, he's not um, finding himself very entailed or underdone. So he's, he's ready pretty soon. And 
I'm really excited to, to run out alongside him. Can you give us an insight into the acclimatisation process? We've had a bit of fun with it this week, saying where would you take him? Like, do, do you just limit it? Have you taken him on a sightseeing trip of Sydney, like walk down Parramatta Road, maybe, uh, you know, good Chinese feed in Concord somewhere, um, maybe take him down to the south coast, like I am a blowhole? I mean, what what are we doing for John Bateman? Uh, with the weather like this, usually just get him down to the beach, no Bondi, and relax up on a day off, and then that's probably what I'd where I'll take him. Well, based in Concord, I mean, you have Parramatta River. You could sit on the banks of the Parramatta River, I suppose, somewhere there. That would be that would be a bad hit. Somewhere, well, the heat's got to knock him around. Yeah. yeah. The, the Baywalk is... Uh, been stuck in England. Yeah, sure, pasty John Bateman. But you could take him on the Baywalk. Yeah. That'd be nice. And go around to Iron Cove yeah. Bridge. Take him on the Baywalk. Could you do that as a... Mm. Maybe some nice romantic music, a bit of Kenny G or something like that. That'd be nice. Yeah, I haven't even done it myself, so... It'll be a first time for both of us. And uh, Isaiah, can, can you understand him when he talks? I've heard a couple of the Tigers oh. say, God, I, I don't know what he's saying. Um, he's getting better. I think it was just the first um, first meeting a little hard, and then you kind of get the gist of. He's still got a few words that are like different slang, but I just usually ask him, like, what does that mean? <laughs> 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 well, that's all part of the acclimatisation process, getting Fair to know enough. each other. They reckon that he is awesome in the wrestling, uh, though. Is that, have you managed to avoid John on the wrestling match yet? Uh, yes. He's um, been doing his running on the side uh, lately. I haven't actually come across him um, just yet, but I'm sure I'll get the experience at first hand uh, pretty soon. All right. Well, Feed thank you for coming until... on the program. Yeah, I was just going to say, the, the, the process now, Friday morning, it is uh, feet up until game game time? Yeah, I'm actually watching the um, Players' Championship right now. And I'm just going to go to the beach today and then do a couple of final touches tomorrow in our captain's run. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, lack up for the rest of the okay. um, downtime. Okay, that I get. bit of golf. Bit, bit yeah. watching the golf. That's good. I'm, I'm, yeah. That's, that's good. Isaiah, great to, great to catch up, mate. All the best. It, it's a big game when you take on the Knights at Leichhardt Oval. Um, want to get a win under your belt, so all the best. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Vince. Have a good day.